Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. So how are you when it comes to the area of personal confidence? Are you a very confident individual? Do you think you can do it all? Or are you a little less self-assured about yourself and you're like, you know, I could probably use a little bit more confidence because I, it's, a, it's an area that I've realized in my life that maybe I, I kind of lack a little bit about. Well, today's episode of Jimmy'sTable.com podcast, I want to talk about how you can grow in confidence and how you can become a little more confident like me. Uh, and I don't say that in a, in a cocky manner, but we'll get into that. Don't, don't let that turn you off. Let, just hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out before you say, oh, I, I don't want to hear this guy. He's, he sounds a little uh, too self-assured. But before we get into to the contents of today's podcast, I'd like to play this clip from the movie Rocky. If you remember Rocky, a movie with Sylvester Stallone, in which he has been challenged and won the opportunity to fight in a championship match with Apollo Creed. And, and Rocky is just this nobody who's been selected off the streets of Philadelphia, just a no-name boxer, and he's getting a, a champ to go the distance, or a chance to go the distance with uh, the champion, Apollo Creed. Um, and so he's going through his training process. And as part of his training process, in order to fight Apollo Creed, if you recall, Mick, uh, Rocky's beloved coach, Mickey, forces him to chase a chicken. What's that about? So let me go ahead and play this clip real quick, just to kind of jog your memory. Or if you don't recall this clip, uh, let me play it for you real quick. I want you to try, listen to me. I want you to try to, to chase this little chicken. What do I got to chase a chicken for? It's embarrassing, you know? First, because I said so. And second, because chicken chasing is how we always used to train in the old days. Yeah. You catch this thing, you can catch grease lightning. Ready? Yeah, well, I'd rather eat it than chase it. It ain't very mature, listen, but I'll, if you say... Well, so. neither are you very mature. Now, listen, get this thing. The fighter ain't a farmer. Come on, I'll, go on and get him. Get him, get him, get him. Come on, what's the matter with you? Get him. Pick him up. Pick him up. Put him down! <laughs> What's the matter, you're so fast? Why are you standing still with some feet, feet? Can't you catch your little chicken? Huh? Come on, move your tail! Move your tail! You look like a girl out there. What's the matter with you? I feel like a Kentucky Fried Idiot. <laughs> so that's a pretty funny scene, right? Feeling like a Kentucky Fried Idiot while Rocky, this, you know... Big bad boxer is out there chasing a chicken. And Mickey kind of had a point there, didn't he? He's like, if you can chase a chicken, you can chase grease lightning. <laughs> but that's kind of where it all begins, right? Right? I mean, that's that's the beginning of, of confidence. If you want to become a person who goes the distance and, and has the op and has the ability to try to box somebody like Apollo Creed. You're going to have to put in the work. 
you're going to have to put in the training. And, and that's why an athlete trains and practices over and over again. And they, they do all the drills, uh, the basics, a thousand million times in their life. And they, they keep practicing. And they practice more than they actually ever end up playing. And if you know anything about sports, um, if you ever had the opportunity to play sports growing up, I, I grew up playing ice hockey. Your practices were always harder than anything you would face in, in, in an actual game scenario. And it was that way by design because if you put in the work and you do the work, you do the drills, and you try your hardest during practice, then when the rubber meets the road, when the puck drops on the ice and you start getting out there and skating, you're going to be able to do so confidently and you'll be able to face whatever scenario comes your way because you've practiced a thousand and one times drills that teach you to do things instinctively and without thinking under even the most difficult and stressful of game time scenarios. And that's how when a professional athlete reaches the championship game, when they, when they reach the Stanley Cup finals, they know that they have a shot because of everything that went into building up to that moment and time. They may not win the game, but they know they've earned the right to be there. And, and that's ultimately what confidence is, is ultimately comes from, is, is from doing the hard work, from finding out the stuff that you are made of. You know, there's this false confidence out there that we have to be careful of. It's, it's this kind of cocky, pig-headed mindset that somebody has about their abilities. It's when somebody's uh, ego is a little bit bigger than their actual character and skill set. And it causes one to be blind, and it causes one to have a false imagination about oneself and one's ability. It's a, it's a hollow echo at the end of the day, and it's something that lacks substance. And it's something that you've probably seen time and time again, again, with, with individuals who are just a little too self-assured about themselves, people who haven't practiced, people who haven't done the hard work. You know, I relate back to ice hockey again, because I, I can remember um, growing up, I, I grew up in the South. Um, I, I grew up in the South and I, in the Charlotte area. And there's, if you've never been to Charlotte, North Carolina, you'll notice one thing. There, there's not a lot of ice around here. <laughs> it's not like my uh, Canadian brethren who who grow up with ice skates practically on their feet at the age of two and three and who learn to skate in backyards and who learn to skate on frozen ponds and hanging out with their friends. And it, it's something that they just learn to do without even almost even thinking. Um, and it's done at such an early age that um, like learning to skate and then learning to to, to stick handle a puck, not such a big deal. Um, but for somebody like me, who even though I'm originally from Chicago and, and, and have lived, but I moved to Chicago uh, from Chicago to Charlotte when I was about five years old, you know, learning to skate was a little bit more difficult. I can remember that I can still remember that distinctly the first time I learned to ice skate at Eastland Mall in Charlotte, North Carolina, when Eastland Mall used to exist, there was a hockey rink down at the bottom of the mall. And I can remember going out there and learning to skate and, and skating with my dad. My dad, who grew up 
uh, in Chicago playing hockey and even played a little college hockey. So, you know, my dad knew a thing or two about skating. My dad knew a thing or two about playing hockey. But here I was my first time out on the ice. I think I was about six or seven years old um, when I skated for the first time. And when I got out there and did what everybody else does that's never ice skated before. Have you ever been in that scenario where you've been ice skating? Or imagine if you have never been ice skating, what do you think that would be like the first time? Well, if you've never been, I'll tell you exactly what your first time ice skating is like. Your first time ice skating always means cautiously stepping out on the ice with these razor blades strapped to your feet and then realizing how slick the surface is and you realize you don't know how to push, you don't know how to move, and it's not exactly like walking. So what you do is you get out there and you do what everybody else does first time ice skating. You grab the side of the boards. And you do that over and over again as you slowly learn to sputter and move around and start kind of, you know, pushing off with your strides and kind of, you know, trying to propel yourself forward. But, you know, be careful no matter what you're doing. You're always making sure you stay close to the boards because that board is, is your crutch, it's your safety harness. It's, it's what's going to keep you from falling on your butt and getting hurt. Um, and so most people, when they learn to skate, they spend the entire first time or two and maybe even three or four times and maybe even longer, depending on how long it takes you to, to naturally get the hang of skating. But they, they spend the time pretty much staying along the perimeter of the rink um, and staying near the walls. But as you learn to skate, as you learn to start uh, saying, hey, I can actually balance on this slick surface, as you start feeling a little confident in your ability to to stride and, and to not fall, you find yourself inching further and further away from that wall And you actually eventually find yourself skating in the center. (laughs) And if you've ever been to a public skate session, um, you quickly learn that skating in the center is where most of the actual good ice is during a public skating session. Because if you have like 100 people out on the ice, you know, there's a good chance probably 80, 90% of them there have had little to no exposure ice skating before. Um, And as a result... The outside of the perimeter of the rink is usually where most of the uh, newbies hang out. And it can actually be kind of dangerous because people are falling all over the place and they don't know what they're doing. And, and they're grabbing at anything that they can grab onto to, to gain balance. Sometimes that's the wall. Sometimes that's a nearby skater. And, and so you quickly learn as, as you become more experienced with the skating that if you're going to go to a public skate session... Um, you're going to, you know, maybe gravitate about 15 feet away from the wall, 20 feet away from the wall. And you're going to kind of start learning to do your laps and skating, uh, a little bit out further away, um, where it's a little bit more clear. So what's all this mean? What's all this mean? If we were to now do an analysis of what I just talked about, if we were to do an analysis of, of the movie Rocky, if if we were to do an analysis of these things, We see that true confidence is ultimately born out of a place of humility. It's about learning to take first steps, those baby steps that you that you take as a child, where you you kind of you know get yourself propped up and you get yourself going, but you fall. You scrape your knees, you shake the dust off, or if you're learning to skate, you don't shake the dust off, you shake the ice off. 
Um, and, and you get back up again and you try and try again. And your ability to fall, your ability to get up, your ability to learn to take the next step and to repeat that process as many times as necessary before you say, you know what? I've learned a thing or two. I know how to do this. And you eventually get to the point where you are right now as an adult. Every day as an adult, you get up and you walk and you do so without thinking. You never sit there and think, oh man, I need to figure this out. I need to figure out how to walk every day. No, you you don't have to learn how to figure out how to walk every day. You get up and walk every day and you do so confidently. And some of you do it more confidently than others. Some of you even run. (laughs) You sick psychopath. Um, (laughs) uh, But some of you learn to run and you you get really good at this. And, And you have balance and you have speed. You have agility, you have grace. But all that didn't happen without first going through the baby steps of falling, of scraping your knees, of getting back up and trying over and over again. Ultimately, you see that confidence comes from your ability to trust in the things that you have learned along the journey. And that confidence is what gives you the ability to go the distance. That confidence is what allows a a chump like Rocky to eventually fight an Apollo Creed. That confidence is what allows somebody who has never ice skated before to eventually hang out in the middle. I know that even though it's been a few years since I've last ice skated, I got to admit it's it's been about 10 years. It's been about 10 years since I've, I've skated last. Unfortunately, you know, life just has gotten away from me. I don't hang around a rink like I used to uh, when I was a child. Um, you know, I've broken a bone or two over the years and, you know, I'm a little bit less confident, a little bit less sure of myself if maybe I should even be out there on that ice. But I can promise you that even if I got out there on that ice, you know, I might take an initial clumsy step or two. My first stride might not be so great, but I would eventually get to the point again where after doing a warm-up lap or two, that I would be able to get out there and skate probably with the confidence that I used to skate with when I was 18 years old. I'd be able to get out there. I'd be able to do crossovers, skate backwards, you know, put on a power stop and spray snow everywhere and all that sort of stuff. And I would be able to do that and kind of pick up where I left off because at some point in my life, I did the hard work. I put in the time. I put in the effort. And I fell down a lot. (laughs) I fell down a ton. I I did not learn to ice skate easily, I will say. But I I, I took ice skating lessons, and I got to the point to where I not only was able to ice skate, but I was able to play the glorious and wonderful game of ice hockey. And so I put in the hard work, I did the effort, um, and, and I did what was necessary to gain the skills. And as a result, I'm able to trust And that's what confidence ultimately comes from. Confidence comes from trust. It comes from your ability to trust yourself. And you can only trust yourself if you've developed the character that can only be developed and forged by the experiences of life, of setbacks, of failures, of picking yourself up again, of of doing and trying all over again until you get to the point to where you know the stuff you are made of. 
I'm kind of reminded if you ever saw the, the TV show Parks and Rec um, with the character Ron Swanson. And, you know, Ron Swanson would be, you know, talking about things in the manner Ron Swanson um, was meant, uh, prone to do. But, you know, one thing that I always liked about Ron Swanson's character was he kind of had this calm confidence. He, he once told somebody on a show, I know what I'm about, son. And he said that, and a humility, a humility that only comes from having the character that's forged by experience, that's forged from life, that's forged from being pressed and stretched and forced to, to learn and adapt and to move forward. And that's a confidence that is ultimately far different from the false confidence that comes from thumping your chest and imagining that you're something bigger than that you are. It's, it's the character, uh, it's, the, it's a confidence built on character. It's your ability to trust in yourself to come through because you know what you are made of. It's not your first rodeo. You've been here, you've seen things, you've done things. You know what you are ultimately about. And it's that confidence that allows us to propel ourselves sometimes into uncertain futures. Like, for example, I can remember um, when I was younger and I was first starting out into the professional world. I got hired to do a job that, honestly, I didn't know how to do. And I didn't even know that much about. I can remember I went from working in the mailroom at a law firm to sitting at a big bad bank studying to become a mortgage underwriter. I didn't know anything about mortgages when I got hired. But that didn't stop the hiring manager from hiring me just the same. And I can still remember the first day of class like it was yesterday when I went through my initial training on how to become a mortgage underwriter. And I can remember going through the training on the first day and not understanding a word of anything that my trainer said that day. And I was a little miffed, and I was a little unsure of myself, and I was a little, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? I lacked a little bit of confidence in, in my new job choice, in my new career, and I was like, man, am I going to be able to swing this? I just don't know. But I started digging deep, and I realized something about myself. I was like, you know, I don't understand all this mortgage terminology. I don't understand some of these mathematical concepts they're trying to teach me. But you know what? I can remember a time in my life where I was having the same experience, but it was in school. I can remember when I was in seminary and I was in my first day of Greek class. I was learning to learn. I was learning to read an ancient language that hadn't been spoken in over 1,500 years. And I was going to learn this. And I, I struggled in my Greek class my first semester of uh, Biblical Greek. I ended the semester with a C. I really struggled. But I did the hard work, and eventually I got to the point where I was starting to make A's in my Greek class. And I actually ended up the, end the semester with a, uh, I think it was a B plus or an A minus. I forget offhand. But either way, I ended up doing pretty well. 
And while I didn't end up ever becoming a master in Greek, I was amazed at my ability to learn this, this ancient language that nobody had spoken in over 1,500 years, apart from Greek students. <laughs> and the Greek, and by the way, the Greek they speak in Greece today is different than the Greek that they used to speak back in biblical times, in case you're wondering. Um, but, you know, I drew on that experience from seminary about when I learned biblical Greek because I became kind of impressed by what I did. And not in like a arrogant sort of sense. I became impressed that when I learned Greek in seminary that I had stretched myself in a way that I had never been stretched before to learn an ancient language that nobody had spoken of in 1,500 years. And I was like, wow, I did that. And that taught me something. And that forged something in my character so that when I got to the point in my life that I found myself learning mortgage terminology concepts and mathematical principles that they use to calculate mortgage stuff. So that I was sitting, when I was sitting there several years later at a bank, learning a job that I didn't frankly think I was cut out for, I had the confidence to plow through what I was learning. And you know what happened? I excelled. I did well, and I eventually got to the point in my career at one point several years ago where I was actually starting to audit and train other mortgage underwriters who were first learning that craft and learning that skill set and learning that knowledge. I was teaching them the basics. The student had become the master <laughs> sort of thing. But you know... That sort of confidence could only come from a place of humility, of realizing that there was something I didn't know. But if I put myself through the ringer, I would develop the character necessary to move forward in life, to learn this new skill. And I eventually became very, very good and very successful at, at what I do. And I eventually got to the point where I became a highly sought out professional and I was recently able to, in the, this past year, um, use the knowledge and skill set that I learned somewhere else uh, to uh, take a job at another company, doing the same sort of work, um, but, you know, being able to make a little bit more money in the process. <laughs> um, but I say all that just to say, hey, you know what? This is where true confidence comes from. This is where true confidence comes from. And if you want to grow in confidence in your life, you're going to have to embrace the hard things. You're going to have to have the humility of, of failure, the humility of scraping your knees, the, the humility of hitting the ice hard, um, and eventually learning the skills necessary to stand up, to skate, to stride, or to do like Rocky did, to chase that chicken until he got so fast that he eventually caught that chicken. And so that when he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Apollo Creed in the movie, he eventually got to the point where he went the full length of the match. He lost, but he had the confidence and the abilities to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe and spar with a giant. And that's what you need. 
whatever you're going through in life, you may be thrown into a scenario in which you're just not sure. You know what? I would encourage you. Leverage those those hard times in life in which you did something amazing, in which something of your character was forged, and see if you can't carry that over into what you're facing right now. And if for some reason you're in uncharted waters and you're in a place where you are having to learn to skate for the first time, make yourself vulnerable to learning whatever is necessary in the moment to take those baby steps and not to be afraid to fall and get hurt. And if you really find yourself in a scenario, and this is, and this is one thing that's also I've also learned, if you truly find yourself in a scenario from which you have very little to draw from in your personal life and you're truly in a unique scenario, um, and I would say in the past months, um, with everything that I've been going through in my life, and for those of you who've been listening to the Jimmy's Table um, dot com podcast, uh, you know what I've been going through. Started episode one eighteen, a man of sorrows. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to get into it today, but uh, you know, you know a thing or two I've been through. I've been faced with a scenario that I've been surprised at. Didn't know what I was getting into. But for such scenarios in which I don't have a confidence that can come from myself to where I can trust myself to navigate through the difficulties of life, I ultimately have the trust that comes from knowing the Lord. It says in Proverbs, to trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. So if you find yourself in a vulnerable spot, if you find yourself in a a place where you're just a little bit afraid and you're not sure what the next step is going to be like or what it's going to look like next and and, and you're you're afraid of getting hurt, (laughs) embrace it with the humility of the moment. Take those baby steps and cast all your trust on the Lord. Because if you can't trust yourself in this situation, and you have nothing to draw from in your own strength, you can cast your cares upon the Lord and trust in His strength. And you can trust in Him to pick you up and to help you go the distance. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, episode 126. How to become confident, like me. <laughs> I, I had to toss that in there just for humor's sake. If anything, I'm going to make myself laugh at the end of the day. Um, so please uh, take that with uh, a little bit of grace and kindness towards me. Um, but everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, episode 126, How to Become Confident Like Me. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you've benefited from it, I'd love to hear from you. Email me at jimmy at jimmystable.com. Or you can reach out to me on Facebook and Twitter with links to that at the jimmystable.com website. If you haven't yet subscribed to the jimmystable.com podcast, what are you doing? You have the opportunity to subscribe. You can do that by either doing so through your favorite podcasting software like Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever you got. Or you can go to jimmystable.com slash subscribe and find your favorite way to subscribe, whether you aren't sure of what way you want to do that yet. 
Um, I have all the different ways you can do that, including email, um, in which you can put your email address out there, and I'll send you weekly updates for the latest show. Um, And I hope you do that. And everybody, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, Share it with a friend. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Um, And come back next week to listen to me, Jimmy Humphrey at Jimmy's Table podcast, um, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Take care, everybody. God bless. And have a good one. That's all I have to say about that. That's so right on, man. You said it all.